0: On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the Saints are back. Well, they're practicing, at least. We've got an update from training camp and get ready for the preseason. Plus, the Pelicans are still talking Kevin Durant. What does that mean? Of course, we've got jokes for you, and we've got fathers and sons passing on traditions to each other like brutal murder. You're going to want to stick around for everything right here on this week's Polk and the truth to the Come, everyone, to poke and. And gosh, it is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, and football is back. That's right. Preseason football is back. Uh, uh, If you have not gotten a chance to watch the Hall of Fame game and the other preseason games, then you have been missing out. But we have not. It is Football Frenzy. I am Scott Kushner alongside my trusty co-host, Mr. Andrew
1: Polk. I'm back, too. You are. Football's back. I'm back. Polk and Kush is back. We're back. Better um, than ever. And it's, you know, you say football's back, and then you have to put the little asterisk at the end of it. It's like, well, it's not good, football. But <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's almost here. We're about a month away. <laughs> September 11th is the first <laughs> Saints game. No one's going to forget that date. Nope, never forget. And uh, this Saturday we have the first Saints uh, preseason game. It's exciting. Yeah. I, so exciting. The, quarter, the French quarter is buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I bet on the Hall of Fame
0: game, and it was one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life. That was uh,
1: Raiders in Jacksonville, (laughs) correct? It was.
0: They showed them stretching on the field for one hour. (laughs) There was like a lightning delay or something. Or the Raiders-Jaguars game. A game which after week one, I wouldn't watch ever. Like, you know, if that was on Monday Night Football, I wouldn't watch it. I watched their third stringers play against each other. And I was riveted through about two and a half quarters. And then I was like, even gambling on this, I don't think I can watch this anymore. How did the gambling turn out? Badly. uh, My theory was, why wouldn't you just bet on the underdog? Nobody knows anything that's going on, right? So if they're going to give you some plus, they're going to give you some juice. Take it. Because it's all a crapshoot. Turns
1: out not accurate well that's what these gambling companies love to do they <laughs> love to give you a heads up a little juice a little plus um i don't even know the results of the the raiders lost the, raiders, no, the raiders, won. raiders won by a lot yeah by a lot because they had a you know a bunch of richie incognitos out there
0: a <laughs> <laughs> uh, former new orleans breaker standout kyle Sloter, did come in the game for the jaguars that was very exciting whoa yeah uh, but you know it was football and once you see the Uniforms and the helmets, and hear the announcers. You're like, "This is great. This is all I want." It's like such a
1: sports drought that we've been in for yeah. two months. It was just so nice to have any level of familiarity. It's always nice to see a football game on UPN too.
0: <laughs> Coming from like a high school stadium in the middle of Ohio, You're
1: like yes, I don't care. Just give it to me. I didn't watch it. I did gamble on it. Uh-huh. Did uh huh. You win? No, I was in a wild parlay. <laughs> it not play off. It's even better to not watch the game and do a bananas (laughs) parlor. I mean, sometimes it could hit. Yes. That's the most fun part about uh, blind gambling. (laughs) Just picking names. Everybody says that. They go to the track and they're like, I just picked the horse by the name. I do that with all sports (laughs) (laughs) gambling. I pick whichever logo I like more, and it doesn't really work out, but it gives me something to do.
0: Always the amount of random baseball games I'll bet on just because be like, that seems that seems fun to bet on. I'll yeah. take the plus sign.
1: I right? mean, s- somebody has to be giving Centenary Baseball something to play for. <laughs> <laughs> and it's for the dangerous gambling addicts <laughs> all around the country. It me.
0: Yeah. The thirty to one and Jameis Winston leading the NFL in passing.
1: Take it. You took it? Took but it. That one was in the news. That was like in the paper. There's like a gambling section on NOLA.com now.
0: Yeah, it's because they're paying NOLA.com quite a
1: bit. You're the in-house gambling consultant That's, for NOLA.com well, as far as I'm concerned. The
0: in-house, the, a lot of people would be losing a lot of money if I was the in-house <laughs> gambling <laughs> consultant. And a lot of people oh, banging on my door asking for their money back. Be like, just do the opposite. Whatever I say. Um I will say, uh, as far as football goes, I was able to make it to Saints training camp. It was the first time I've ever attended a training camp practice uh, over the facility. I took my three-year-old son, my freshly minted three-year-old son. uh, He wore a helmet the entire time, his little plastic helmet. Football. Football helmet. He was fired up. It was unquestionably the most boring (laughs) sports thing I've ever been to. Period. I go to practice all the time for various sports. This was intensely boring. Yet, it's the most crowded thing I've been to in an extremely long time. Also, there there's thousands of people there. The entire parking lot of Zephyr Field was full. Totally full. And then you couldn't even get on a shuttle bus because the lines to get on the shuttle bus were so long. So I had to carry him on all the way around the thing. And then somehow we like, you know, wiggled our way into some seats and they literally just, it's its just unbelievably boring experience,
1: but people love it. And uh, they always get a good crowd out at it because it is, I mean, it's the pro bowl for like the janitor at a company (laughs) because every company in New Orleans gets 500 training camp tickets and they're like, well, we'll give these away. Yeah. we are not going to give away the real. So it's always the janitor, the weird cousin next door. Yeah. A magician or two from Jackson Square. Yeah. It's the real vagabonds of Saint society. that go to training camp (laughs) because they can't afford a ticket to see the Lions play.
0: (laughs) That's the craziest part, right? So a ticket to the preseason game in a couple weeks is like five bucks, Mm -hmm. and they'll be mostly empty. And now, again, I understand this is a a much larger stadium, but there are people who will go to training camp because Mm -hmm. it's free Mm -hmm. and because it's like at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday and they won't go to the actual preseason game and watch that competition. And I don't understand that mentality at all. The practice is so I don't understand what we're watching. I'm like there's no competition taking place. This is anybody who this matters for, you don't know who they are. You know? I was like, "Oh, Chris Olave is having a good camp." It's like, "Who cares? He was going to make the team anyway." Paulson and De- like Unless somebody comes out of absolutely nowhere, nothing about the season is getting affected. I just think we're also starved for football by this time of the year. That we're like, oh yeah, of course I'll go watch practice in ninety degree weather,
1: surrounded by thousands of people on metal bleachers. Well, the the front page of the paper for the last two weeks has been saints, saints, saints. Yeah, and it's very you know, not a lot of stuff has happened at training camp uh we'll get into that of course during the saints part sure. of the show but you know it seems like autograph signings are like the the big uh, reason to go to these things yeah maybe did or if you have a three-year-old did you have an open bar were you in the no
0: i was with the people oh oh the people people it was i uh, we were like walking through the mud we were trudging our way through with like a Couple packs of baked layers, like because the only thing that they sell there, it was, uh, it was not a. I mean, again, it was fun because I was with a three-year-old who really was excited about it. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I was looking around, going like, I can't believe people go to. This. There are significantly more people that go to that than go to any two-lane game for anything. Well, <laughs> Football, basketball, baseball, and they're out there watching practice at nine a.m. on. A Wednesday in August.
1: Well, it's kinda it feels a little inside. It's like, wow, I'm at practice. Normally only coaches are at practice. Yeah. It feels cool to say that. Yeah, I guess. And then you get there and you get an autograph from Devontae Graham. (laughs) Do you think do you think anybody that got Devontae Graham's autograph (laughs) knew that he was not on the Saints? No. <laughs> Why was he signing on the field?
0: I don't understand anything. I mean, well, he, he doesn't have car keys, so he couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for his Uber to pick him up. Uh, but, dude, there is a whole subculture of people who attend practice that I I just can't. I go to a lot of really silly sporting events. I'll go to volleyball. I'll go to UNO basketball. I'll go to everything, you know, like stuff that no one else goes to. It's me and two very tiny children, and we're there and we're hanging out, and I love it. But this is like a line that, like, I can't. I, I need competition. I need a scoreboard. I need, like, something that's occurring that gets me hooked into the game. There's nothing. This is just, like, guys being like, pretend scouts and it it truly just doesn't matter most of the players don't care like they're gonna make the team
1: so it doesn't matter i think what am tra- i missing training camp needs announcers it needs color commentary and yeah. it needs polk and kush yeah and a scoreboard <laughs> It was very confusing. We didn't come up with the rules. I think so. We, I, I went uh, last season, and that was when all the number changing happened. Okay. So nobody knew who the hell anybody was. <laughs> like, you saw a guy with dreadlocks, and you're like, I think that's Alvin Kamara. I don't know. I you don't can't ask. You know, yeah. like, I don't fucking know. There was, I think there was, I'm pretty sure there was, like, a guidebook with the numbers and stuff. Sure. I don't know. These guys were doing whatever they wanted to out there. Yeah. And the reason why it was fun Was because we were in the shade Uh and there was an open bar. Yep. And then you'd look up, try and figure out who somebody was. There was a lot of uh, out of position playing, and not like in a, but just like kickers, like throwing the ball. Oh boy! And like you know, Chad Ocho Cinco's out there kicking field goals. (laughs) You're like, this is fun. This is just to see the boys goof off. Yeah, I know. This is a good use of my time. (laughs) Glad they're having fun out there.
0: Yeah, the, uh, you know, credit the Saints because they, they did put a cover and a mister like on every section of the bleacher. So it is not as brutally hot as you would think it would be. The heat was the least of my concerns. It was more that it was muddy getting there. It was crowded and mostly that nothing is occurring, which for a three year old is perfectly fine. He's fired up to see Now, I was going to say, you know? we,
1: we've heard you, yeah, he's fired a, thir- up to see a 37-year-old helmets. man, say yeah. how this sucked. Yeah. What did your three-year-old child think? Greatest day of his life. Okay. Nothing was
0: better. The Saints were there. They were <laughs> catching the ball. They were kicking the ball. We took a bus. A whole, it, was a, it was a wild scene. It was a, a very memorable day in the life of Thrill. Open Teddy Graham bar. <laughs> a, oh, plenty, of dunkaroos. plenty of Dunkaroos. No, they can confiscate your food before you get in no. there. It was, it was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, but there were just a lot of adults, grownups, just walking around. And watching practice in a really crowded thing, and I was like, I mean, it just seemed weird. I was like, I, I, I again, I get that we're all looking for something to do. I
1: would just go to Waffle House. Most of us uh, are at jobs. jobs. Well, not here. <laughs> not. <yeah. laughs> in most other cities across America, Tuesday at nine a.m., people are at work. Yeah, yeah, and I'll probably go to
0: that. I think they're doing another practice <laughs> in the dome on next Sunday. I'll probably go to that, Uh, and I'll also be bored during the practice there. Mm -hmm. I've gone to a lot of football practices in my life, having covered Tulane and Tennessee, whatever, for so long, Uh, and they're always bored. It's the worst of the practices. Like, baseball, they're playing baseball. Basketball, they're playing basketball. Football, they're doing, like... Because you can't play football for two and a half hours against each other, you're gonna kill each other. Mm -hmm. So instead, it's always some form of like drills and stuff that is super boring. Um, And then there's a part of it that's a scrimmage, you know. And this is, uh, yeah, it's what it is, man. So this is my ring endorsement (laughs) for everyone who has, uh, you know, thinking about going out to Saints camp. Uh, uh, Don't, just don't, unless you have a three year old with you.
1: Yeah. You In that case, preferably do. your child. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you want to rent a three-year-old to take to training camp, I know one you can borrow.
1: Well, there, there you. <laughs> everyone tunes into this show to go. Hey, that a uh, thing that'll you know waste three hours. I hope Scott Kushner approves. <laughs> I oh, just, Scott thinks it's stupid. If you
0: enjoy going to training camp, tweet us, email us. I am very curious as to what you like about it because I just couldn't get behind it. And again, I love going. You to know what stuff. I? Th-
1: you know what I think a lot of people like about it what's is that? that it is uh, a workplace activity, and maybe some people are on the clock while they're there. Yeah, it's possible. That's my experience. Yeah, it's possible.
0: That's definitely possible. I also think people just like to play like armchair GM a little bit. Yeah, kind of think they have like a beat on the team, and they can you know get in the the the, the conversation of what's going on. And look. There's a lot of reporting that's going on right now. I think there is a lot of, you know, a decent amount of intrigue about this team where they're at. Uh, the big news today, obviously, was that uh, Jameis Winston uh, left practice with a, uh, an ankle injury, I believe, was, the, uh, was what they said. He is not going to play. In, or was it his foot or his ankle?
1: Uh, originally, they said foot. I believe the full diagnosis was ankle, okay. sprained ankle. Yeah. Um, so he'll
0: miss the next couple of days of training camp as well as uh, the preseason opener in Houston on Saturday
1: night. That is what Dennis Allen said. Yeah, uh, that's a bummer. I mean, Jameis would probably have played the first drive yeah. of preseason, and that's it. Sure. I don't even know if he would have done that. Yeah, some time he breeze didn't, you know. Yeah. Um. So good news there is that it's not serious. We hope uh yet or (laughs) reveal? I mean right like we don't know um Andy Dalton was uh playing in the starting position at camp today doing drills as uh quarterback number one and you know maybe this is a time where you go all right well at least it's not uh, Garrett Grayson sure yeah um, it's not Ian Book yeah
0: you know which I, I I think I I don't think Sean Payton would have wanted someone like Andy Dalton but I think it makes sense for the situation they're in uh Taysom, i do wonder if Jameis is out for longer than they think if they start working Taysom back into quarterback i don't think they will uh he's very much not a quarterback he's not wearing a red jersey he's not uh in the quarterback meetings he's completely removed from there so i do think he has the ability to do it on some level but at the same time he is he's very much not that guy anymore so the Jameis thing is a huge deal, though. Like, if he misses uh, a significant chunk of the preseason, he's got. To, he's working with Michael Thomas for really for the first time. He's working with obviously Chris Olave for the first time. Like, this is a, an offense that needs to find a lot of rhythm and missing. A lot of training camp is a, a big
1: bummer for that. Yeah, and he was not coming into training camp fully healthy. He yeah. had a cast on his leg uh, until week two or three, mm-hmm. um, at least OTAs. And he just got that off somewhat recently. To immediately hurt the same leg is not uh, – it, it doesn't instill confidence in me. Yeah. Um,
0: but hey. But hey. I mean, you know, if they had, maybe if his trainer had done some more of those uh, things where you got the dog, like, running at him, Jameis would have been a little more fleet of foot to get out of the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. Any kind of training activity that could also be on jackass, I think, is good.
0: (laughs) I'm Jameis Winston. (laughs) And this is Eating
1: a W. (laughs) And
0: this is training for the nfl uh yeah well,
1: you always see those guys they're on like the the big ball that like women at curves get on like <laughs> yeah. the ball does something and they're just like throwing shit at him. and like, yeah i can see how swatting at those beanbags will really help you yeah out. that's that that's <laughs> when the aaron difference. donald yeah. is <laughs> coming down on you
0: yeah uh i mean it, it's Jameis is, as we've said a thousand times, Jameis is the X Factor the whole season. I wanted to watch him in preseason. It is a bummer. He's going to at least miss the first game. Hopefully he plays at some point. Uh, It would really suck if he missed the second game, which I think is when you're going to see a lot of the starters together. Uh, But there's some other good stuff going on. Uh, It looks like the Saints drafted a just monumental asshole uh, (laughs) on the offensive line and Trevor Penning. And I say that in the in the most complimentary way possible. If you're a rookie offensive lineman and you're getting thrown out of practice because you are getting in too many fights, uh, I think that's a good thing. I think that means you're getting under people's skin. And what's it going to be like in a game? Uh, not good. I think it's going to be <laughs> great.
1: I think that's great. Well, uh, one of the... Uh, Trevor Penning we're talking about. Yeah, Trevor Penning, they s- used the word violent yeah. and before the incidents. They uh-huh. were calling him a violent man, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, that's always... It seems like it's a little... Yeah, it's like it's football, guys. It's yeah. not, you
0: know... Violent is, you know, involving some sort of weapon.
1: He's running around practice, beating people up, getting in fights, who like acting like CJ Gardner-Johnson. He's a schoolyard bully. This fella he gets thrown out for... He's banned from practice, correct? <laughs> for, he's got to he sit out there one with day. you.
0: Yeah, he was for one day. He must have been so fucking bored.
1: Uh, um. Yeah, he's just on the sidelines playing <laughs> Nintendo Switch. What do you do? Just He's seething the whole time he's yeah. over there. He's like, I'm the... You know, I've been, I've been in that role before. I've been the young hothead. <laughs> And then to just watch them and be like, they don't have that dog. <laughs> they
0: not. These guys are spoiled, and uh, I think that's a lot of what it was. They're all like, "Hey, this guy is playing uh, like this is you know the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, and we're in you know the fourth day of training camp. Like, let's chill out a little bit, man. Like, you don't need to be you know uh, taking cheap shots at me after the whistle uh, and those kinds of things. And I I think the fact that he's he does have that attitude is. Exactly why they drafted him, right? Like, it's precisely what you want uh, from an offensive lineman. You want that mean streak. You just also don't want them to be Kyle Turley.
1: Correct. And I think this is a big victory for people, for announcers, to say he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yes. They're going to be able to say that every uh-huh. other play. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. This guy's a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He shoved a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he gets a penalty, be like, they
0: got to find a line to control. He's got to be able to channel that rage.
1: Well, he could go the, the Ndamukong Sioux way, and after eight years of poking people in the eyes and <laughs> kicking them in the balls and spitting in their face, uh-huh. uh, then he does yoga. <laughs> Just everything or, changes. Changes his whole attitude
0: <laughs> <laughs> and moves to California. Yeah, he. Uh, that is an interesting uh, thing to watch. I- I'm very curious to see him play just against real nfl talent because we obviously know like the mean streak side of him but i don't nobody really knows if he's actually you know good northern uh, iowans do yeah (laughs) exactly like he was great in you know the fcs i'm not saying he can't be good i'm saying we don't really know shit about him other than that he plays it, it like an asshole
1: yeah so and that's good
0: this, but that's not everything.
1: This guy is going to fill the void of people that haven't been able to buy a jersey since Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> it is... It's going to get, like, 15 penalties a game. <laughs> yeah. Chalmette is going to get a new flag with this guy on it. Like Trevor when, Like when
0: Junior Gallette used to get, like, two roughing the passer calls every single game.
1: Um, well, luckily, Trevor Pinning doesn't wear a belt. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> He's from Iowa. He's from Iowa. He just hikes his britches up and ties him with a rope. Uh, the other uh, some
0: quick hitters with about camp. Uh, I mentioned Chris Olave, the wide receiver, the first-round pick from Ohio State. He is apparently having a really, really good camp, according to all their guys out there. Good, I don't know if that means anything. A good
1: camp. What does that mean? I think he has the most catches
0: in whatever. The training periods, I don't think it matters.
1: Is it easy to catch during these camps uh, since it depends they're not who you're really going up
0: against, right? And depends the situation.
1: If you're going up against Trevor Penning, he'll <laughs> punch you in the face <laughs> and you won't catch
0: it. Uh yeah. So if he's playing well, and then apparently Paulson Adebo, uh, you know, who started last year as a rookie, uh, has come on and is playing a lot. And so that that is a big boost to secondary if he can be really good. They've got a ton of experienced talent uh, back there with Marcus May with, uh, you know, Tyron Matthew and is a, and CJ Gardner Johnson. That's the other question mark though. CJ Gardner Johnson is in, I guess he's technically
1: holding out. Uh, So he's not participating in practice, but he is there. He's holding a jersey. You call that holding in? He's holding on. Yeah. He's around, but he's not practicing. That's he's, he's doing what, I do hungover at work. He's wearing the <laughs> outfit. He's where he's supposed to be, but he's just kind of walking around with a clipboard, uh huh, hoping to get more money. I know. He's <laughs> taking a nap, being like, "I'm here,
0: not a PTO day, baby. I'm getting my check."
1: I hope he has the George Costanza desk so, out yeah, there. Just roll that. Taking roll under a nap underneath in his uh, in his locker, just like set up a little cot. He's wandering around, and all the coaches, you know, this is this was a much bigger deal like four or five years ago, maybe longer than that. Yeah. But it's commonplace now for almost every team in the league to have a couple guys, mm-hmm. at least one, sitting out while they're talking money. Yeah. I don't think anybody's questioning C.J. Gardner Johnson's decision in doing this. He nah. has a hamburger at Bub's Burgers. He loves the city. Yeah. And he's got that dog in him. He's he's definitely got
0: that dog in him. He's probably <laughs> the most, he's one of the most popular players on the team, I think, without a question. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be. He's
1: like if Jose Alvarado was
0: tall. Yes. He's like if, he, he, Jose Alvarado is kind of the perfect comparison, except for, like, I think CJ is better than him. Like, I think CJ Gardner-Johnson is actually, like, a an, a, a pro bowl level player. Mm-hmm as well as being just like the ultimate pest uh on the field. I uh I hope they get it figured out. I don't know if it's like gonna be one of those deals where he just holds out for camp and if they can't get it figured out then he'll start the season. But that is uh that would really change the complexion if he's not able to uh to start the season. So you know, camp's been going on. There's a lot happening. Tyron Matthew is back. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right.
1: We briefly mentioned him. He had some kind of family issue, missed the first two practices, something like that. I think it was a little more than that. Maybe that. It was like almost a week. And then he came back, and it was not really an issue, which yeah. is a very good thing. Yeah. You know, they d- said it was family or something. It's none of our business. It yeah. doesn't need to be. He's back. He said that he was very happy that the team supported him in the way that they did. Yep, And he was happy to be playing football in Louisiana. Bingo, bango. That's how you do it. Yep, that's good. There's no
0: leaks. There's no court Coordinated, like, where the fuck is Tyron Matthew columns? You know, there's nothing like that. So it, it seems like that's kind of the perfect. Maybe he just wanted a week away from training camp. way. so. After 10 years in the NFL, I can't imagine these guys. These guys have to hate going to training camp.
1: I'm sure that that is correct. And, <laughs> you know, after COVID, these guys are used to getting a couple extra days off. Exactly. Yeah. And they probably don't like being around each other so much, you know? <laughs> And, uh, you know, speaking of Louisiana legends, Will Lutz. Oh, yes. He is back.
0: He's back. And apparently he said he's hitting the ball better than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, that's probably a complete lie, but uh, it makes me feel better about things. As the kicking situation has been, was a debacle in his, uh, his absence last year. He missed the whole season. Uh, I, I, that'll be nice to get somebody back. Big nuts Lutz, who, you know. He's not perfect, but he's good, and uh, he certainly has skill. And just somebody, when they take the field, you don't go, well, here comes a giant embarrassing failure, and let's see what happens now. Uh, so that'll be very good. Hopefully he's healthy, according to everything he is. And, of course, the man, Blake Gillikin is back at punter, and uh, he's a total badass. So uh, special teams should be Solid. They'll be fun to watch. They'll be solid. Hopefully the whole team will be. Will you be gambling on the preseason opener? Yes. I have not seen a line yet, but I will almost certainly be betting on whatever team is the underdog. Because my theory didn't work the first time, so it has to work this time. Houston's got to be the underdog, right? Well, who knows? We don't. We're start, are we playing Andy Dalton three quarters? Could be. Who's the other quarterback? Ian Book. Is there another one? Is that it? Sure. i was the one at practice you would think i would know this i didn't Shh, see anybody jt barrett i don't know it's getting brother wheel Garrett grayson out there from his
1: job as a that's grocery two, store clerk yeah <laughs> that's two grayson mentions in one podcast his google <laughs> alert's gonna go off we'll be sued by the estate
0: uh,
1: oh, yeah man i, I i'm I don't know who
0: they're gonna play. I get I mean, I would assume you're gonna see a lot of Andy Dalton. I think we might be lucky enough to see <laughs> a quarter and a half. Is there anything you wanna see from a preseason game that would make you be like more excited coming into the
1: season? Without Jameis, I just don't care at Isn't all. That, I wanna see some guy from Raccoon Fart University. <laughs> Go out there, take somebody's head off, get a highlight reel, immediately get cut from the team, Uh and then have that gif forever on Twitter. (laughs) And you'd be like, who's that guy? I don't know. I don't know. It was great, though. That's the only thing that can happen. If you watch uh, Hard Knocks. There's always a big, dumb white guy, usually a tight end. <laughs> he's usually got a ponytail. His dad clearly like abusive since a young age, furious that his son is not a bona fide superstar. <laughs> you see him catch a few passes. Uh, you're like, I think this guy's going to get it. And uh-huh. then, of course, they call him in and cut him immediately. Yeah, and he's usually engaged. At yeah. like twenty three years old, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> Brittany Britney with a Y with two Ys and they're not where you think they should be. <laughs> Pregnant with quadruplets, yes.
0: It's it's a it's a hard knock story as old as time. Yeah, and
1: then he's gotta go back to, you know, T J Maxx, where he works security. <laughs> and be like, yeah, once I met David Najoku <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it. it you know, I,
0: I would like to see somebody have a big day. Yeah. Uh, I. I. What I really like to see in preseason games is someone do like a special teams touchdown. That always gets me fired up. Yeah. If there's ever like a kickoff return for touchdown, because then you're like, that fucking guy is amazing at kickoff returns. Swiss I, army, army knife. knife. I think Deontay Harris is that guy. Yeah. In the preseason, one year. I was like, who's this little guy? Yeah. Where'd he come from? And then he had like a couple big returns. And look, he's still on the team.
1: That's Hardy. My apologies. Louisiana legend, Boston Scott. Oh, yeah. He was in that role as well. Yeah, and then they cut him, right? Yeah, he's on the Eagles now. Stupid. Not good. Stupid. Well,. I think there's going to be some fun to look forward to. The Jameis stuff. Don't get hung up on it. We got the Red Rocket right behind. (laughs) Red Rifle. (laughs) Yeah, the Red (laughs) Rocket. Yes. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The Red Rifle. Uh, It should be a fun time to watch. We'll have plenty to talk about next week uh, when we get through uh, this preseason game. So we have a lot more to say today we've got the pelicans a little bit of pelican stuff to talk about plus your favorite segment some jokes some some segment jokes some segment jokes as well as some news and the worst of the week stick around not miss anything on
1: Ale on Oak Uptown's finest patio. Thirty beers on tap. A full menu. A full staff. Big honking TVs on that beautifully shaded patio. And what better to see on those big old TVs than some local sports? And I know it's been a little dry the last couple months, but football is back. You can catch the Saints on all the big screen TVs at Ale on Oak 3124 Oak Street. That's correct. I'm pretty sure I don't know my own address, but I know <laughs> ails. Sounds
0: right. I was like 3124 sounds familiar. Uh yeah, right off the streetcar line there on Oak Street. Uh they've got it all. If you want to go eat a meal of food, have, <laughs> have uh, a a drink of beer and uh, watch preseason football or uh, the base any baseball game you can think of, they've got the MLB package, uh, or really you know any bizarre sport that's on ESPN8, the Ocho, uh, they're all on there. Everything they- I saw an air guitar contest uh, was on ESPN recently. They they're doing everything right now, so you can catch all of it at Alon Oak. You're gonna love it. I have some bad news. Oh no, it wasn't
1: Eighty one 8124. So close.
0: You're only 50 blocks off. <laughs> <laughs> so go, go to 3124 Oak Street and then walk 50 blocks north, and you'll be right there at the front door of Ale on Oak Street. Uh, they'll have everything all season long. Of They're going to have
1: water for yeah. the people that have made that journey. <laughs> If you can
0: prove that you walked <laughs> from 31-24 and tell the poker coach that you will give you, we'll buy your first beer. <laughs> if you can give us the GPS tracker. Uh, it is a, a a beautiful place to be. And with football starting up, there's really no finer place. Uh, perhaps you remember our live show last year where we watched Tulane uh, blow a spectacular fourth quarter lead. Mm-hmm. Uh You know, those are the kind of moments that you remember because you were at ale.
1: And what you take away from that wonderful night at ale is you saw world famous comedian Mark Norman. Mm. You saw local legend Fletcher Mackle. And then you met the love of your life. Yeah. Buying a Polk and Kush shirt. That's right. And you were like, do you know these guys? And you're like, no. (laughs) And then you... Kept talking from there. Three people have gotten married from that show. That's
0: right. They're all yes.
1: True love in the air. They're all
0: married to each other. Yes. It's a
1: it's a, a triple marriage. It's a polyamorous <laughs> marriage based in sporting podcasts. Jansen got him a house. Ale on Oak eighty one twenty four. Oak Street. They're that- gonna like find a body at 3124. <laughs> and like we have a suspect. I was
0: doing the Polk and Cush walk. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> I got got robbed four times like, The
1: Polk uh- and Kush mile, baby.
0: It's <laughs> a mere fifty block
1: walk. Three and a uh- half minute ad. <laughs> You guys are good enough. <laughs> <fucking laughs> <deal. laughs>
0: okay, oh, gosh. with a three and a half minute ad read. How many times do you guys hit that fast forward button? Are you used to you know that? Uh, you're like, they're still fucking talking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you uh, are going to love the Pelicans news we have today. There's so much Pelicans news. Uh, the Pelicans, apparently, get ready
1: for this, <laughs> still <laughs> still want Kevin Durant. You're telling me. they, th- We think they want Kevin Durant. You're telling me a team that a year and a <laughs> half ago, the worst team in the NBA, is interested in getting... Maybe the third best player in the NBA to play for their team that will, no matter the trade, have two additional all-stars.
0: That is, in fact, exactly what I'm telling you. Hoochie moochie. Even better. Even better than that. They're saying that they're not willing to trade, according to the whatever, not <laughs> some guy. The, the report, according to the New York Daily News, um, saying that Brandon Ingram, Herbert Jones, Devonte Graham and Jose Alvarado are potential candidates to be traded. Now, everyone you talk to with the Pelicans says that Ingram is basically off the table. They're, they don't want to trade Ingram. Mm-hmm. So that's the big debate in Pelican land is like, would you give up Ingram to get Durant? based on history, based on trajectory, all the kinds of things. We've gone through that before. I don't want to go through that again. I do think it's worth saying, though, that like Kevin Durant to New Orleans would still be like the single biggest thing. The NBA right now, like let's Let's get some perspective. The NBA right now is not putting out the schedule yet because they're waiting to see if Kevin Durant is going to get traded and then they can put Kevin Durant's games on national television Mm -hmm. because he is that much of a draw. They are not doing that with Brandon Ingram. No. Okay? Uh, It is a very different level of superstar that we're talking about here, at least in terms of profile and really also in terms of production. So... There is a lot of uh, people who are very protective of Brandon Ingram and think he's going to be great and might be the next Kevin Durant. Seems unlikely. Uh, But I think people who would be upset by a trade like that. uh, It's a little silly. But I also, at some level, I get it. You just want to see this team stay together.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody would be very upset by the trade during the first game with Kevin Durant no yeah. matter who goes yeah <clears throat> i think that uh the pieces around the trade are probably maybe a little more complex than if you're sending Brandon Ingram off or not like yeah. the team has basically zero defensive presence without jose alvarado and herb yeah. jones dyson daniels who maybe could have stepped in and to fill in that herb jones gap if he left is mm. injured for the entire season so that's out the whoa, window whoa, whoa. not daniels Di- liddell's out for the whole season daniels just missed summer league Oh okay. god yeah i right. was
0: like did i miss something i was like that's re- okay yeah, yeah, yeah
1: ej liddell is out yes um i believe they're I've heard no mention of Larry Nance. He wants to stay with the team. Yeah, I think he'll get extended. You know, Brandon Ingram is not really a defensive entity with the Pelicans. So, you know, when you start talking about picks on picks on picks, like, the Pelicans have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're really going to be shooting yourself in the foot for for the foreseeable future by trading away a lot of these building yeah. blocks yeah. for a chance to swing at the fences and you know, possibly follow the Toronto model of getting a championship with one superstar and yeah. then kind of going back to being a slightly above-average team. Yeah. Is that the worst thing in the world? I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. <clears throat> but every day it, or every month, it does start to feel like Kevin Durant is just a bigger and bigger asshole. Today it was revealed that he had a meeting with the Nets owner and was like, hey, like you can't bring back the general manager and the coach. And it's like, look, the general manager traded for James Harden because you told him to. Like, they signed Kyrie Irving because you told them to. Like, you, you, are, you can't play GM and then get mad at the GM for doing what you told him to do. Uh, and it just, it's like this... Weird control, but then not wanting real control. LeBron does this shit all the time, too. And so at the same time, you're like, "Ah, you know, that drama. I'm not sure if I need that in the franchise right now. Things are good. And even if the team isn't great this year, which I don't think they'll be great. uh, Just any little forward progression or trajectory will keep people happy. And that maybe it's just not worth getting Kevin Durant in that circumstance, you know?
1: Well, what you don't want to see is... A couple years before the Nets as we know them, they were a very fun, very exciting young upstart team. D'Angelo Russell was comparable to Brandon Ingram. Yeah, and they had a lot of guys around that you know were young dudes working their way into the playoffs. I think they were a seven seed Mm -hmm. one year. Yeah, and you know D'Lo was uh, uh, a. a brandon ingram level player in new jersey and they got rid of him and where are they now brooklyn yes (laughs) whatever the fuck yeah the
0: uh no you're right they 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 traded all in they got nothing out of it essentially they made i guess they they won one playoff series yeah uh and that was pretty much it so yeah the pelicans should read the room a little bit and be like, look, they have the luxury of not having to go for it. A lot of teams don't have that luxury. Uh, You know, there are a lot... a lot. Boston needs to go for it. Like, they went to the finals last year. Anything less than that is going to be then considered a failure. It's like, no, you go for it. Philly, same thing. It's like, you got to go for it now. Pelicans are absolutely not in the situation. So I do think, while it would be an amazing thing to get Kevin Durant
1: from like a fun perspective and a intrigue perspective it doesn't make a whole lot of sense no it doesn't i don't think that the majority of people paying attention the big pels fans want it to happen this kind of seems like a push from new jersey to say this is what we want
0: you said new jersey again
1: i don't give a fuck (laughs) Is it intentional? Huh? Are you saying New Jersey intentionally? They're the Nets. They're the New Jersey Nets forever. <laughs> when did they move? I can't even remember. I don't know. 2014? Dude, all I remember is Keith Van Horn. Kerry <laughs>
0: Carrie Kittles. Carrie
1: Kittles. Jason Williams. Drazen Petrovic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they should be in New Jersey. Who gives a
0: shit in Brooklyn about them? No. Did anyone care in New Jersey, though? Uh, probably no, not. Yeah. Probably not. Well, clearly I did. <laughs> the roots in New Jersey, the Sopranos. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah the, uh, we'll see what ends up happening. I, Kevin Durant just
1: comes off like a bitch right now. He does. Like, yeah. There's just no other way to put it. He yeah. just seems like a whiny little bitch. For a team that's been in as much perpetual turmoil as New Orleans and for it to see a little bit of a foundation forming it would be leveraging the franchise against the championship yeah and again if they made the trade i think
0: ultimately we'd all be like this is a lot of fun yeah like let's see what happens blow it out etc i just don't think they're going to do it cuz they don't have they they don't have they, they don't have the level of urgency required that you need to go make a trade like that. And and the wild card that is Kevin Durant's personality uh, as well is pretty, you know, that that's a big wrinkle to throw in there. So anyway, on that note, uh, we'll take a look at some other stuff inside of our city, our always blossoming, lovely, functional city. That's right. It's a local roundup. It is filled
1: with juicy jazz, and trumpets and... You, know you put past in a swamp, and that's Noland's in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> There's always a lot of local ups and downs. I, I, I want to start off with some fun. I want to start off with some lighthearted goofs. You want to tell some jokes? Let's do it. We did. Uh, we started this last week. It's monologue-style jokes. I write them. We tell them. It's fun. Uh, a lot of people said they enjoyed it. That was all I heard. You're a genius. This is great. We love it. <laughs> come have my come father my children. Are you are you pulling it up or are you? I'm uh, trying to dambling? find the outline right now. <laughs> why don't uh why don't you read this first one? Okay. The one at the very top. At the top? Okay, yeah. here we go. These were all written by
0: Polk, so no credit to me. The White House has declared monkeypox a national health emergency. The CDC confirmed that 99 percent of known cases developed in men who engaged in sexual acts with other men, with the remaining one percent developing in men who lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) New Orleans gay bar, the Phoenix, is giving out 300 doses of the monkeypox vaccine this week on a first come, first serve basis making a statement that they want to help the community and that they will be sure to test the vaccine's effectiveness moments after injection just inside the bar's bathroom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that really is very right. <laughs> Which one at the top? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Trevor Penning has been kicked out of Saints training camp after starting three fights in three days. Penning defended his actions, stating that randomly attacking his African-American teammates unprovoked was just his way of expressing support for Blue Lives Matter.
1: (laughs) Russia has sentenced WNBA superstar Brittany Griner to nine years in prison after she was caught with marijuana. Vice President Kamala Harris offered support for the athlete and expressed disbelief at the particularly harsh sentence, asking, Nine years in prison for marijuana? What is this, most of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> Russia has offered to lessen the sentence to three years if Britney will admit she could not beat Demarcus Cousins in one on one.
0: Okay, is this the last one? No. Okay. A McAllen, Texas church is under fire for putting on a production of Hamilton and changing the lyrics to songs to make them anti-LGBT. When questioned why, the pastor of the church answered, quote, we wanted to make the statement loud and clear. It's a sin to be a homosexual, and we figured the best way to make that statement was with musical theater. (laughs)
1: I might do. I'll do this one. Okay. Avenue Pub, the popular St. Charles Craft Beer Pub, has been listed on the market at $1.6 million. That might seem like a steep price, but keep in mind that awful beer served by assholes doesn't come cheap.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. One last hammer. Yeah, this one's kind of long. Okay. I don't know if... You want to take it?
1: No, it's funnier when you do it. it. Okay. <laughs> it's at the top. <laughs> All right.
0: At a tournament this weekend, Atlanta Hawks point guard DeJounte Murray got into it with the Magic's number one pick, Paolo Banchero. A viral clip showed Murray faking out Paolo, leading to a heated exchange spilled over into the internet with Murray replying, quote, I'll blow your back out, to Banchero, confusing fans, as getting your back quote, blown out is a popular slang for doggy style sex. The Hawks organization released a statement on the incident saying that while they condemn unsportsmanlike conduct, they do appreciate DeJounte trying to lure Dwight Howard back to the team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it took a long way to get there. That's pretty good. That's some jokes, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a road well traveled. Oh God. Uh so locally, those were uh those were beautiful.
1: Uh just one guy was a dick to me at Avenue Public. <laughs> <laughs> one time, I know. You know some
0: guy's $1.6 million life savings purchases, you know. Uh the best story of the week, it was really hard to tell uh locally. There was a lot of really Quite ridiculous ones. Uh, did you have a favorite in particular?
1: Um, I'm enjoying a Louisiana man arrested for possession of meth and, quote, too many sharks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the too many that really gets me. Yes. Um, a Homa man was arrested. Hold on, the story's still loading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A Homa man was arrested in possession of too many sharks and meth in Oyster Bayou. A Homa man was arrested for allegedly catching too many sharks and having meth in his possession. Agents say a nude Forty-four was taken into custody on July 26 in Oyster Bayou. He was possession in meth and drug paraphernalia, as well as an undersized shark. Agents allegedly saw Lorette throw another shark overboard because he was over the limit. What? He was booked into the Terrebonne Parish Jail. He faces 5,500 in fines and two years in jail. What does that even mean? He was uh, shark fishing. Okay. He was over the limit, threw a shark over. They were like, hey, I don't, you know. (laughs) Why is that illegal? I I guess they presumed that he was keeping the shark and only threw it overboard because uh, that's on the cops. Yeah, and then they were like, "Hey, also you seem
0: a little jittery." It's like when you uh, snort all the cocaine when the officer walks up to the
1: right. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you've never done like, the opposite of that. You've never done a bunch of drugs and been like, "Let's get two sharks." <laughs> All your friends were like, "No, you can only get one, <laughs> one shark." Shark. Where do you keep a shark in your house? I think that unless you're the bad guy, Mace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're going to. Was that uh, a deep cut? Was that too deep, deep a <laughs> <but> cut? <laughs> that was perfectly cut. <laughs> do not go in there," said the Homa Police. Whoa! I guess they're going to like cook the shark, right? Eat it. Shark fin soup. Fuck if I know. Yeah, that seems bizarre.
0: Uh, I really enjoyed our mayor this week, uh, blaming uh, literally the dumbest of all reasons why she thinks that they can't uh, keep cops. Uh, the headline for WWL TV was beards, fingernail polish, Shorts mayor aims to boost NOPD morale and numbers. You know what? I think the problem is less about those things. uh, Shorts, beards, painted fingernails, and more like the I'm the only cop out here (laughs) and all of these guys want to kill me. Uh, That seems to be a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. That's just but, you know, that's me armchair quarterback situation. Latoya is the one who canceled her trip to Singapore so that she could get, you know, really in the, you know, into the mean streets of with the cops. You know, they know what's going on. So basically, she's blaming the consent degree, which is the easiest thing to do. Uh, The consent degree came in like 2012. It was actually welcomed uh, by Mitch Lander at the time because there was a lot of reforms that needed to happen in NOPD. Uh, And now Cantrell is saying the weight of the consent decree, which he has uh, steered to the Public Integrity Bureau, uh, is uh, becoming a real nuisance uh, because it turns out that the cops don't like people uh, holding them accountable. And so that's starting to become a significant issue. So if you can paint your fingernails, how many more cops do you think they'll get?
1: Well, it's not just the painted fingernails. It's not just the beard. She did another thing where uh, now on the police cams, she's allowing them to use Snapchat filters. So <laughs> when you're beating somebody half to death because they jaywalked, it's going to have like a little puppy dog face on there.
0: <laughs> That's what we need. That's yes, and the the Pokemon Go uh, that you can find <laughs> while you're working at uh, at an I, I mean, of all the stupid ass things to say. Of the reasons that we can't get cops to come work in New Orleans.
1: I mean, I feel like, I guess those rules don't apply to meter maids. Every meter maid I see has 10 foot long fingernails and they're like neon pink. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: absurd that that, if you think for one, that's keeping like one cop. It's like, oh yeah, it's because he can't have a beard. (laughs) It's like, no, the reason it doesn't want to be a cop is he doesn't want to die at work. Yeah. I was Like, like, come on, what are you talking about?
1: Well, you you can't really do anything about that, but she can make sure that they're dressed comfortably as they get shot at by a nine-year-old.
0: If I've seen some NOPD cops, what I want to see from them is some thighs. (laughs) Give me some meaty thighs. All of
1: the things that are supposedly being enacted, like all of the police officers I saw smoking during Mardi Gras, had yeah. beards and painted fingernails, and you yeah. know, I'm not sure
0: any of these things are being kept up.
1: No, you think there's a Barney Fife at an OPD, like telling people to tuck their shirts in? Yeah, no, she, they're just happy somebody showed up. She
0: also uh, blamed the media. For which is the easiest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Like The reason our officers are leaving for low morale is because they read the news. And on the news, everyone is getting shot all the time. <laughs> and so it's hard to be a cop when you think that's going on. It's like, yeah? It's like, well, what do you want them to do? Not report the yeah. news that's going on? Should we just give the positive stories of, like, today someone drove over St. Claude Avenue and kept all their tires it was like an amazing feat uh, occurred it, it there's just not a lot of uh, thought that could, like she only really gets to the first degree of mm-hmm. thought there's never the next level of like okay if that then what uh, and so she's just flailing pretty obviously at this point she clearly doesn't want to make a change at the top of the NOPD she has some level of loyalty to uh, Sean Ferguson who she hired. And so now she's just making excuses, which I honestly think is like the worst position that you can be in is being so confronted with the truth that you can't really escape it. And so the only thing you can do is double down and she's just doubling down on
1: her mistake. I mean, it's also kind of funny that she's like banning reporters from coming to. Certain things where she's like going to talk about Singapore. She's yeah. refusing questions. And then, whenever the media is finally in front of her, she's yelling over uh-huh. somebody else. She wasn't at the podium when she started yelling at the reporters that they weren't there for the uh, graduations. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, we're not going to come. Cheer on one guy. Yeah. Also, that's not news. (laughs) No, it's not news that somebody (laughs) became a police officer. It is news when somebody gets shot in the head at a Wendy's at 2 p.m. on a Friday. Yes. It is news when an officer accidentally shoots somebody. Yes. It is not news that some guy got bees and now (laughs) he gets to be God. (laughs) <laughs>
0: he gets to drive drunk as often as he wants until he hits something, uh, which I think that happened again last week too. There's another yeah. NOPD drunk driver. That's not even worth covering anymore. That's that's old old yeah. news.
1: It sounds like a rerun. Yeah, <laughs> when we're
0: talking about those. Uh, I mean, just a uh, you know, as
1: as you'd expect,
0: just a, a shit show of a time.
1: But it's you know, it's it's not easy being a police officer for the NOPD. Uh, A story that accentuates that is an off-duty cop was robbed by a teenager in the French Quarter. Uh, This was Monday morning around 3 a.m. when a 16-year-old approached a 23-year-old off-duty police officer on the 700 block of St. Louis Street and demanded his bicycle. The off-duty officer refused, and he and the teen got into a physical altercation during which the teen stole his bicycle. The suspect fled, and the police arrested him later that day. (laughs) (laughs) Tough tough break. There's not that many cops left. That's a really tough break. No. And, I mean, 3 a.m., great biking time. (laughs) Down in the French Quarter. Well, it's not balls hot, (laughs) so that helps. It's the only time of the day it's not raining. It's... I appreciate that they were able to instantaneously arrest the person that robbed the off duty police officer. Yeah, funny how that works. That's huh? odd. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well. Real Quinky Dink. You know, that needs to be the impetus of joining the NOPD. Hey, if you personally get robbed, we'll help you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, And then the very last story that we have here uh, for our local breakdown, uh, sing it with me. If you want to know, Hank, why do you drink? To get drunk. Hank, why do you roll smoke? To get high. Why do you kill people in separate incidents? Because it's (laughs) a... Family, Family tradition. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, New Orleans father and son, both booked and unrelated murders. Uh, Samuel Harris is a familiar name to the NOPD. Uh, he uh, apparently uh, killed a guy. Uh, and then his own uh, son, 23-year-old Samuel K. Harris, uh, also killed a guy. Uh, so that is a father and son Uh, The family business, as they call it, uh, murdering relentlessly for no reason. This is uh, everything wrong, isn't it? Well, what do you like to do with your dad? (laughs) Taxes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: that is outrageous. Yeah, the uh, father and son who are not incredibly far apart in age. I think it's like 41. 41 and, and 23. Yeah.
0: So that, I've seen
1: murdered less. other people. Uh-huh. Came home. Son, what'd you do today? Oh, I murdered some guy. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs>
0: Had the the guy made the four five hundred and forty thousand dollar bail. Yeah. That's the upset. Well, I guess his dad has been killing for hire.
1: I mean... Does the bail bond place take, like, a check? What are people doing? I guess it's 10%, 5%, I don't know. I don't understand how any of it works. Well, you know who's good for a huge, (laughs) insane debt? (laughs) (laughs) Criminals. (laughs) Uh, uh, His father was making
0: the point, quote, you gotta watch the company you keep. (laughs) Well, father knows best uh i mean this is this is the rot of america right there Mm -hmm. where it's like father and son are both and you know let's this is this is the exact group this family where we need just endless surveillance on them for the rest of time and just make sure that the next generation that comes up is under, like, Brave New World level surveillance. Because <laughs> if a third generation murders somebody, we have just fucked up as, as a society. Yeah. Because we should have seen it coming. Fool me once, shame
1: on me. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me a third time, everybody's dead. I mean, I think we go and question the grandfather at this point. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it
0: is. Uh, it's a it's a crazy ass story, man.
1: Yeah, I um, you know, I mostly watch like Just Shoot Me with my dad. I, I watch Wings.
0: <laughs> so did that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what what a! I mean, it's it's harder to relate to your parents the older you get. <laughs> they just want to complain. All they do is talk about how confusing everything is. Maybe a little criminal activity, bring the family back together.
0: Yeah, it is uh, quite a family tradition. Uh, as we hope that everybody is listening to this show with their dad right now, <laughs> and you've enjoyed this particular week's episode uh, with the whole family gathered around the radio, multiple yeah. generations, you know, under one of those big old radios. Uh, and we hope that you really came together as a family unit listening to this show where we talked about uh, absolute nonsense for the better part of an hour and told you you know, a 50-block difference of where we actually wanted you to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as always, please do email us, polkandcush at gmail.com, Polk and Kush at gmail.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at polkandcush. We do appreciate each and every one of you. Please leave a review, send us an email, tell us that you like the show, anything... Anything, anything is helpful. We do love each and every one of you. We will talk to you this time next week.
1: See ya.